wizards and welcome to episode 37 37 in a row of the wine times (laughs) that is how you know how old i am and um kind of some of my formative movies is literally that's my response to the number 37 (laughs) literally always lizards if uh if you are unaware of the movie clerks it's a movie by kevin smith from the 90s question classic uh definitely the 90s i'm just wondering if it was there's a possibility it was 89 but i'm thinking it was 91 92 but now i'm gonna look it up oh please let me please let me (laughs) clerks movie it's in black and white Rotate. On purpose, not because it was before. Right, right, right. Not from oldie timey. Oh. 1994. There 1994. we go. There we and, go. You know, I should have even guessed that because of the excellent uh, use of flannel shirts. Yes, yes, In this yes. movie, they make a strong representation of the quick stops. Yes. And at one point, the main character, Dante, finds out that his girlfriend had sucked 37 dicks and it really bothers him that she had a life before him and was an independent lady who did what she wanted with her own sexual autonomy yeah yeah and so he freaks out about it the whole time and is a complete jerk and at one point he screams at someone well yeah my girlfriend sucked 37 dicks and the response is in a row (laughs) so good I love the name Dante. I, I believe I told you the story that I wanted to name oldest daughter Dante and super husband said. Vito? No. He, he used one of his apparently infinite number <laughs> of vetoes. How many vetoes did he use for first daughter? Just the one? Did you guys come oh, up with? Oh, no. So many. Because I know second daughter, it was like a thousand. Oh, we probably went through 2,000 vetoes <laughs> for first daughter. I also really like the name Morocco before Mariah Carey even got but, the idea to get pregnant with Nick Cannon. But you liked Morocco, which makes sense to me as a name, not Moroccan, which is not an ad- Moroccan, which is an adjective. But almost the same word, just one extra letter. I was like, I love the versatility of it. They could be Mo, they could be Rocco, they could be Rocky. It could just be rock, like the rock. Like, can you smell what the rock is cooking? The baby rock is cooking. There's so much you could have done with that name. And immediately after the Dante veto, then he vetoed Morocco. Can you believe that shit? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She says only because she knows Super Husband. I do know Super Husband quite well at this point. And I do know uh, the criteria for his vetoes, which... um, are not it's, it's not it's not a robust rubric it's more of a no. it's more of a feeling it's more of a vibe based veto it's like he's part of gen z before gen z even existed there you go speaking of which speaking of which oldest daughter tried to tell me yesterday she tried to lecture me on the fact that she's not gen z and she was like i'm generation alpha and i said excuse me that is incorrect gen z goes until like 2020 Oh, like, or something. I, it's not that's not quite right, everybody, just so you know. But anyways, we were in the middle of a goddamn CVS and I had to look it up to make a point. And I was like, do you see how you are squarely within this number range? Gen Z. 
I don't know where this idea came from that all of her and all of her little friends are trying to push on us that they're not they're generation alpha. You don't get no. to, you don't get to pick your own nickname. No. And I'm also sorry. Gen Z's fucking rad, so she yeah, should be super yeah. psyched to be part of Gen yeah. Z. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you, but um towards the end of school they were going over their goals, like their weekly goals, right? And they were still on Zoom for this because they were doing hybrid. And uh <laughs> goal for the week was to topple the patriarchy and the teacher was like oh teacher was like okay we're gonna be busy this week great got it got it like so-and-so is working on their reading so-and-so is gonna double down on their uh, multiplication tables and <laughs> going to tackle the patriarchy anyways i feel like i'm doing something right yes. um and also dropped her off at sleepaway camp for the first time today not only no tears but like an active dismissal and then when we weren't getting the hint she would basically just start ignoring us (laughs) so so yeah she's an independent lady doing independent sleepaway camp things and let me tell you let me tell you super husband posted pictures of this drop off as he is wont to do and inside the cabin of first daughter showed her little bunk and mm-hmm. it had a little mosquito net cage around it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was immediately filled with rage and hated literally every sleepaway camp experience <laughs> I ever had in- retroactively <laughs> because this seems like basic common fucking sense. Yeah. I'm so pleased that she has it. I don't <laughs> want to take it away from her. I don't want it to be like, I well, I paid my student loans, so therefore everyone has to be in debt forever. Right, it's not right, that right, situation. Right, right. I was just immediately <laughs> filled with retroactive bullshit yep. rage for my skin being eaten alive at Same. 4-H camp. I feel it. I feel it. Well, <laughs> yeah, and she at well, for, I think she was a little disappointed that they didn't have bunk beds. And I was like, well, this is better because honestly – you're not going to hear, you'll still hear people turning in the middle of the night, but it's different when you're on a bunk bed and no one's going to fall off the bunk bed because they have to go pee in the middle of the night and all no that one, jazz. Like, you don't, your whole sleeping experience doesn't depend on who you're sharing the bunk with. Yes. And then she's like, okay, well, do I have to sleep under this net? I was like, you mean, do I get to sleep under this net? Yes, you do. Congratulations. I mean, and it's not you even are like, a winner. And it's not even like a drapey, like... You know, no. we just threw a bunch of netting on it. It's like a cage so that it's not, it's, like, going to cling to her. Yes, yeah, she's in a cage. Yes. It's, it, like, I was just in awe. It, mm-hmm. was, it, it, was, it was like the first time when I had first changed dentists. And they put me in a little chair. They wind me back. And there's a little TV for me to watch. And then they put on clear goggles so that all the cleaning shit doesn't spray into my eyes. Amazing. Which my previous dentist, for some reason, never did. And I was just like, this has been happening forever. <laughs> I've the just been now. <laughs> I've just been deprived of watching Good Morning America while I get my teeth clean. Well, it's it's like um when I switched from the Honda that I'd had for like sixteen years and then got the new car. And I was like, there's a Wait, the backup camera shows me how to parallel park? I've been using my brain like an idiot all of these years? I mean... Amazing. You know parallel parking my... You know my parallel parking is my superpower. I'm not, I know. Amazing. I don't need that. But 
It would be nice. But you do. It's fine. I'm really afraid that when I eventually do get a new car, as I will need to do in the next two to five years, um, depending on how long the Versa keeps kicking, uh, I'm afraid it's going to be like cell phones took away my ability to remember phone numbers if Mm -hmm. I start using Mm -hmm. the parallel Mm -hmm. parking feature. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose my – I don't want my superpower to atrophy. But you're Emma. Yeah, and you're Katie. And this is – the Wine Times Mysteries podcast, where we bond hey. over wine and mysteries as bi-coastal besties. Although we are not, neither of us are partaking in wine for this uh, evening no. recording. I am partaking, I am continuing along my seltzer journey, although this is a seltzer that I've had several times previously. Um, it is a Samon seltzer, Rainier Cherry, which I like very much. Yeah, and I'm indulging in a Great Lakes Brewing Company lemon Eifeweizen because... It is full on July in Virginia, and the dew point is, I think, at 92 or some bullshit like that. I don't know. It's re- it is not even that hot, but just oppressively muggy outside, and because the dew point is ridiculous, the real feels like in the hundreds, and it's it's that like I'm gonna step out. Sorry, kid, that you're at camp this week. She's doing water camp. She's like swimming camp. So like she's going to be in the water all day. But it's like you step outside and it's like. Ugh. It's gravy. It's gravy air. Yes, the gravy air. Thank you. So this is quite refreshing. Okay. I also had Arita's gelati today where they Ooh, do the custard. And the water ice. Water ice custard. I got. Oh, so good, everybody. If you have. If you live near Arita's, go. I got vanilla custard and the lemon water i'm on it obviously in the summer i get real lemony and citrusy oh so good and then it was so hot it immediately all melted together into this like creamy slushy sour goodness i used to always get cherry ice Mm -hmm. and then um i think like a cherry custard in the middle because it had like a black cherry because it had like cherry pieces in it like real cherry pieces nice chef's they changed the custard flavor so you never know what you're gonna get like today their specialty custard flavor was cake batter and i think butter pecan and which i don't get but cake batter like i understand but i was like that's not what that's not the flavor for today so i just had to go with tried and true but man i had Almost forgotten how good that is. So the first time I experienced Rita's was, of course, in Philadelphia, where it's from. Oh, uh, water ice. Water After ice. Water ice. Uh, and I was just like, why is everyone saying water ice? It's just Italian ice. And then I was quickly corrected. And then I understood the glory of having the custard within it. I mean. So good. I'll give that to Philly. I will give that to fucking Philly. You got to give a couple oh. things to Philly. You got to give Yingling. Which is not from mm-hmm. Philly, but it is yeah. Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania. You gotta give you gotta give water ice, and yeah. you definitely have to give uh, soft pretzels. Oh, okay. And while we're on the subject of Philly, I need to, um, in Pennsylvania in general, I need to apologize to my friends and family. I've let everyone down. I've let myself down because I was listening to the last episode, which, by the way, was fantastic. Well, thank Please, you, lizards. Listen to it if you haven't, and your remix and sound editing was wonderful. Um, I mistakenly said the state of Pennsylvania, and I know Pennsylvania is one of the four commonwealths in this country that in which we live. We forgive you. <sighs> can you can you name the commonwealths, Katie? No, I mean Virginia. Okay. Virginia, obviously. Virginia, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Massachusetts? and 
Kentucky, because at one point, Virginia included what is now Virginia and Kentucky. It was a big-ass Virginia. I mean, Moxie made the same face I just made. Yeah, that obviously scared Moxie. She was like, what the hell? It was a big-ass Virginia, and then it became Virginia and Kentucky. So, yeah, it's a commonwealth of Kentucky. Crazy. Ah, man. And then I just saw a little ancient, ancient, you know, back in Revolutionary War times, ancient, a uh, map that basically showed how D.C. used to include a piece across the river of Virginia, which was mm-hmm. then seeded back. So I just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and so the, the interesting shape of D.C., where it looks kind of like a gargoyle claw, is because <laughs> part of it that made it round was seeded right. back to Virginia. So it just ends at the Potomac. Um, so... It so is cool. my it is my turn this week. Not to not to Yay. scoot us along, but it is the evening and I do want to be conscious of the fact that while it is 6:30 for me, it is much later for you. And it, it is. is a school night. Um even though it is the summer. It uh, is. So, I have three little mysteries for you this week. Love a little mystery. Most most there's three, most? but two the, ma- the majority fits <laughs> into a theme and one is just an additional amuse-bouche of a mystery love it and i will begin with the amuse-bouche well that is where the amuse-bouche goes yes it's not an aperitif it's not a little sorbet at the end of the evening it's not your end of meal espresso it is your amuse-bouche that i will be providing not a giant not a digestif but an amuse-bouche let's get it so as you may be aware uh i know you're definitely aware but as some of our lizards may be aware Mm -hmm. i have gotten very much into a little indie band i don't know if anyone's heard of um it's called bts and you really should give them a listen i really um, think that... i really into this band i don't think you've heard it. you probably haven't heard of them um... bts <laughs> and i really think our little podcast is going to give them the wings they need to really just break into america wow, um, wow. yeah sure so to explain lizards i am the type of nerd that when I get into something, I just want to know everything about it. Like, so when I get obsessed with a TV show, I really, like, I find out, like, what the actors have done before, like, what, you know, who's the creator, da-da-da. So, like, kind of the Mike Schur cinematic universe, I got very into, you know, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place, Parks and Rec, The Office, etc. So I've been getting very into BTS. And while I wouldn't say that I am fully knowledgeable I would say I'm baby army and not full army, maybe an army recruit. Okay. Um, Junior cadet. But I do, you know, now like can pick out their individual voices and songs. I have quite a few of their songs I listen to on my iPod classic. And is that the iPod classic that it has an engraved back? Oh, oh, who's that iPod classic from Katie? Mostly great people. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. My name's on there, everybody. <laughs> and I will be using that iPod Classic to provide the music for my car until it dies, and then I'm going to have a Viking funeral for it um, because I love it so much. And it is kicking. It is, n- knock on wood, no issues. It's just, it has everything on it. I see awesome. no I see no reason to put my music on my phone. No, no. Anyway, so I've been getting into BTS uh haven't really decided on a bias yet i've taken a number of quizzes to tell me what my bias is and i typically get gin 
and I do like Jin quite a bit. But you know, when I'm watching all these sort of behind the scenes, because they had do a thousand little vi- behind the scenes videos and of course. rehearsal yeah. videos and all those things, you know, I just, I find myself going like getting all excited about a, a different person every time. So I don't think I have a true bias yet, but like, you know, I like Jin quite a bit. Sure. Gotta, gotta love Jimin. Love V, et cetera. Quick, quick I, question. What does BTS stand for? Bangtan Boys is the shortest version. It's short for a longer Korean term, which means Bulletproof Boy Scouts. It also... Shut up! <laughs> it, it, it also stands for Beyond the Scene now. That was a later edition. Oh. Thought you were going to stump me, eh? No, um, I knew that you knew. I didn't know. And I was all I could come up with for a joke was like, boys, not boys to men. I couldn't even get past the boys to... Super Whatever. Stars. I don't know, man. Uh, so I'm getting very into them. This is all nice. prelude for my amuse-bouche mystery. Ooh. Okay. So soup getting very, very obsessed. Uh, I had first, I'd known of them and I had heard a song here and there, but wouldn't be able to tell you anything about them. And then Dynamite happened. You and I both sort of like got super into Dynamite and like learned who they were. And... Um, Butter is a fucking bop. I love it. I have all the re- remixes of it. It's so oh. good. Not none, none of their English stuff is are my is my favorite song. I, Sorry, you know. I just hit the microphone because I was racing to my phone to add butter to my playlist. Everybody it's so good. on Spotify, it's such a fucking Ooh. bop. It's way better than Dynamite. I, and I like Dynamite, but um, my current favorite song is probably Microcosmos. And um, but I have. See, I'm adding it to my "It's a Bop" playlist. Excellent, excellent. Also, also add "Dope." Dope is one of my favorite dope. of their older things. Okay. Yes, it is fucking awesome. Anyway, those are my current faves. Uh, okay, so that's your your background of me and BTS, and then you know of the Ginger Devil Ed Sheeran. Yes. Yes. Who? Okay. Of course. <laughs> the- <laughs> well, because the girls are very into Ms. Taylor Swift, and she mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. Has some uh, devil's entanglement <laughs> with the ginger Ed Sheeran. He has uh, worked with BTS now a couple of times. Oh, okay. On their previous album, Map of the Soul Persona, he wrote uh, the song Make It Right, which is fine. I can jam to it. It's fine. It sounds like, like, once you know, you're like, oh, yeah, this is an Ed Sheeran song, isn't it? Is it a bop? Does it go on my, is it worthy of my It's a Bop playlist? They have much better bops. Okay, then no. That's fine. So, you know, if you're if you're doing cream of the crop of bops, mm-hmm. I would say no. If you're making a playlist of, like, chill, you know, that's chill it out music. That's not, that's not what It's a Bop is about. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So, okay. uh, so anyway. Make It Right was fine. It was fine. Mm-hmm. He says in an interview that he's working with BTS again. And this past week, out comes the song Permission to Dance. Oh. Which is a, another English, full English song. Okay. And it is hot garbage. Oh, no! Despite the fact that it they look amazing in the music video... Uh, it's it's a very like they're all wearing lots of cowboy stuff and it's very uh, confusing for me um huh. and they look they look fantastic but the music video has people like taking masks off to smile and dance i'm just like 
the Delta variant is too prevalent right now. I know they shot this a while ago, but still. And also, the song is... It, I saw a tweet that compared it to, like, the ending theme of an anime where, like, the main character is just sort of running in place. Like, it's not good. And, like, you listen to it, you're like, this is, like, Ed Sheeran, like, forgot that he had a song due the night before. And <laughs> the ginger devil came up with this. So your your moose-boosh mystery is, why did he do this to me? Oh, no. Oh, I'm getting a, so a... into it, so obsessed. Up comes this new song. As baby army, I'm I'm supposed to support them, do or die, and I'm just like, this is garbage. Oh no, maybe maybe he literally did forget, and may, or maybe he was just like, look, I need to make the last payment on that Malibu mansion <laughs> with BTS his wife. Money, yes, yes. Oh my god, I, it is just when you have things that are so good. Like dope. And like, also permission to dance sounds like it's gonna be an awesome, awesome song. The whole thing That's a is a great title. The whole thing is we don't need permission to dance. And it's very like boom, boom, boom. There's nothing for the rap line to do. Okay, so as an explanation, there's seven members. There's the vocal, like the singing line, the vocal line, and then there's the rap line. And so there's three rappers and four vocalists. And then there's a dance line of the best dancers, that kind of thing. The rap sure. line has nothing to fucking do. I mean, in all their English stuff, they're all a little bit like, because they can't rap as fast in a, sure. in, in a language that they are not fluent in. Um, but there's just nothing for them to do. Uh, it's, it's a little cheese ball. And it, I just, why did the ginger devil do this to me? Mystery uh, one. Uh, <laughs> uh, truly a mystery of our time. Why, Ed Sheeran? <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> I was just like, God, I hate that. Oh, I, and I just, and then I have to listen to them promote it. And they're all like, oh, you know, it's so happy. Uh, and I'm just like, boys, you're capable of so much more. So much I'm more. not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just, honestly, I'm just disappointed. And you look amazing, sweetie. Look, <laughs> look you, you nailed wardrobe. Yeah. Good job. You look amazing. Yeah, yeah, but you fail to live up to your potential. You know, it's you can a, do so much more. It's it's like that shade. I think it was Aretha that threw at Taylor Swift once when they like an interviewer asked her about Taylor Swift, and she was like, "Gowns, beautiful gowns." <laughs> at least she didn't do the Mariah Carey. I, I don't know her. her. <laughs> I don't you know, know her. BT, you know what BTS needs to say that to the Ginger Demon. I don't know him anyway. A moose boosh slash joke. I thought of that joke this morning and I was like, I need to go whole heart. I love like, it. This I is love a full it. mystery. Why did Ed Sheeran do this personally to me? Okay. Can't answer. Can't answer. Wish I could. The actual theme today mm. is uh, disappearing in lakes. Um, because I One have been... One of my biggest fears. Oh my God. So uh, I have been paddleboarding quite a bit. I have my own paddleboard because I've gone... Pacific Northwest. I'm drinking a Rainier Cherry Seltzer from San Juan Seltzery right now. You've basically um, turned into a meme is what you've done. I'm trying to, Look man. Look at you. I, if I start, like, making my own kombucha with my own scoby, like... <laughs> like, tell me at what point I hit it to the tipping point where you're like, we can't be friends anymore. Well, um, that's not going to happen, but I don't think you'd have room to brew your own kombucha. You'd have to get rid of some of your crystals. No, never. Um, so <laughs> they flavor the kombucha. 
uh, I was, you know, I don't always want to do things related to where I've lived. However, um, I was kind of thinking of like, oh, I've been on the water so much and lakes so much. Like maybe I can find some like cool lake stuff, particularly from up here because we have so many national parks and lakes. And I found that Crescent Lake over on the Olympic Peninsula has a couple like people disappear in it more than should happen and there are two uh particular mysteries that have at this point been solved but they did take a while to solve and they're also just interesting little stories so i figured let's talk about disappearing into a lake so okay before you get started can i tell you okay we all know i have a thing with water like i mean i swim i like being on the what whatever, but I I do have a fear of the lost death that our friends had where they're trapped on the boat underwater or you get trapped like somebody drowning and yeah the hand not Penny's boat. Uh, whenever I have horrific nightmares about my children, it's like they're drowning and I can't get to them. I don't know if I died this way in another life, but this is apparently just terrifying to my brain. Lakes in particular, I think, are so much creepier than a river or the ocean, because it's all there. If somebody dies... Oh, that's true. Or a car goes in there, it's and there. they don't find it, it's still fucking there. Yeah. It is still there. There's nothing swimming along that's just going to be like, and I'm going to eat... Like, it's there. It's all in that ecosystem. Everything that has lived and died in that lake is still fucking there, and that scares the shit out of me. Oh, I just want to put this in here for the last thing, too. I don't know why ARMY would find us and come after us for saying that permission to dance is hot garbage, but I love oh. the I love them. I love those boys. It's it's beneath them. They can do so much better. There you go. You know what? Loving and being supportive means sometimes having to give honest feedback. Yes. And that's what we're doing here. You know, and I think the fact that you trust your relationship with BTS enough to tell them exactly how you feel says a lot about you and your integrity as a person. You're Thank not you. a yes man. You're you're being true. You're speaking your truth from place of love. I I know I know I know army is a force to be reckoned with. I yeah. don't want to poke the army. No. Um as a as a mem- as a fledgling member, a cadet, a junior cadet. But we all know the boys are capable of better. That's so much more than the ginger devil. Anyhow. So, uh Lake Crescent is in Olympic National Park, so it's in the Olympic Peninsula to, if you're looking at a map, the Uh left of Seattle. Um, Okay. So the west uh, of Seattle. (laughs) Left, west, you know, same thing. Literally, okay, kindergarten fucking failed me because whenever, the first thought in my brain, because that's where you learn cardinal directions, right? And they're usually like, they label, you know, things in the room. This is west, east, whatever. The way that they taught us the cardinal directions, I thought that north was up, south was down, <laughs> and then east is right, and west is left for a very long time. I still do, in my brain. Like, it's just the first place my brain goes, and then I have to adjust. So when everyone goes, oh, then just head west, I'm like, what fucking direction is that? Anyway, so uh, first we'll do a second amuse-bouche, which is not on Lake Crescent, but is on in Olympic National Park. On Lake Quinault, Um, the Quinault Valley is known as the Valley of the Rainforest Giants, which is, and it's full of champion trees. So the largest 
The oh, largest I thought we were going with Sasquatch. I thought that was the rainforest giant. Sas- no. Sasquatch is part of the story. Um, <gasps> yeah. So it's one of the theories of what happened. So, Love it. but the the rainforest giants are the champion trees because there are six trees within the Quinault Valley that are recognized as the largest living version of that species of tree. Wow. Okay. And so it's just huge fuck off trees, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So. This is recent, uh, January 27th, 2018, more than 100 trees fell all at once on the north side of Lake Quinault on the Olympic Peninsula. Um, some of them were s- just fell over the way trees fall over. Some of them were snapped at the base like twigs. What? what? This Because it was 100 trees happening all at once, it was picked up as seismic activity because so many things were hitting the ground. Was it a UFO? Also a su- suggested reason. Oh my God. This is the greatest mystery ever. So it's just, but but why? But why why would these, and they're all old growth trees. We're not talking like oh. little zit trees. We're talking like big fuck off trees. So what right? was, what would, does it say, or did you see that they mentioned like the area? Like how far, like from one end to the other? Was it like a relatively close in area? Was it miles? Like how, what like big piece of a land are we talking about? So just so you, if you have Lake Quinault, it's just sort of slightly to the north of it mm-hmm. in a contained area. Like it's not like a, a few trees here or there. It's like a contained. Okay. But it's not like one person could have started on the no. furthest tree to the right and just like made their way across with, with a No, for sure. No, because it happened all so all relatively close together that it like the size set off measurers were like earthquake question mark? the fuck yeah yeah Whoa. um so yeah it's not possible that it was like one dude or like a domino situation <laughs> or anything like that i thought it, about it yeah okay it's, you know so uh the theories here this hasn't really been solved because Ooh. there's only theories about why this happened they can't really prove um, the science boring theory is mm-hmm. that uh, there was a microburst, which is a localized column of sinking air within a thunderstorm that's usually about two and a half miles in diameter. And it would, so just a pushing down of air in like a column that would I cause extensive damage. Never heard of that. And now I'm fucking terrified. These were giving me something new to worry about. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, however, they're like saying like typical microbursts that wind would not be strong enough to blow down old growth big fuck off trees with extensive root systems like we're not yeah. talking like the tree in my front yard that sometimes lists to the side and is probably dead right. we're talking champion ass trees right? okay so quick question about that um so it is fuck off tree <laughs> is that actually like a scientist is that what scientists agree the term is no, or that tree. Oh, okay. that is just that checking. is a just checking. I want to say I want to say I started saying that after watching a lot of Eddie Azard. Just checking. I anyway, know. they're saying that seventy to eighty mile per hour winds plus would be needed to knock down these big ass trees, and that's not what you're getting from a microburst. So, huh? Radar showed no storms, no high winds in the area. Oh, so how like is that. there a microburst if there's no thunderstorm around? I don't like that at all. I don't like that. Other things are small tornado that people didn't notice. Sasquatch on a rampage. Sasquatch on a rampage. Maybe Sasquatch and- saw the UFO and then went on a rampage. UFO 
crash of some type, huh. although nothing was found. A sure. military experiment. Better um, not have been the fucking military. I, but the final theory slash trying to put it to rest coming from Cliff Mass, a University of Washington climatologist. The strong winds were not from UFOs, an angry Sasquatch, a microverse from confection, or some sort of errant meteor. <laughs> Which I love. Errant Meteor. That's errant the... Meteor, because other meteors are right on track, but that one was Errant. Errant Meteor is the name of my new ska band. Um, <laughs> and it's pro- actually the title of your autobiography. An Errant Meteor. Katie. An the Errant Katie story. Um, An approaching front produced just the right conditions to produce a high-amplitude mountain wave on the upstream ridge, which resulted in a strong rotor of wind. That produced a powerful reverse flow so that, like, you know, the, the trees also are standing. Also fucking terrifying. And then, yeah. That can happen. What? That can happen. Oh, that is what That is what Cliff Mass says. That it was a perfect storm of, like, the fronts and the winds. And it just became like a, like, a, like, like with loose teeth. You wiggle it one way and then you wiggle it the other right. way and it comes out. So, oh. still strong enough to snap some of these trees at the base. I, I don't like that. Don't like it. Weird, mm-hmm. weird, weird little amuse bouche mystery. So now we move on to Lake Crescent, also on the Olympic Peninsula. Is it shaped like a crescent? Is that why it's called Lake Crescent? It's crescent ish. Um, <laughs> it is like cro- It is close to the Strait of Juan de Luca. It's about a 12 mile long lake. It's visited by millions of tourists each year. Uh-huh. At its deepest, it is 600-ish feet deep, 596 oh, God, feet that is deep. terrifying. Okay. It used to be rumored to be 1,000 feet deep, but they Fuck. figured out that that was just uh, people That's being, a bunch of hooey. There's people being wrong in the 80s. <laughs> um, so, oh, that's still, that, that could fit so many Loch Ness monsters and cars and bodies. Speaking right. of cars, speaking of cars. So mis- mis- mystery sweating. one, mystery sweating. one, Jul- July 3rd, 1929, Russell-, Russell and Blanche Warren disappear. Blanche. Let's talk Russell. about that name. I love Blanche. I bet she was a, I bet she was a broad. She probably wasn't even a lady. She was just like a tough She's as nails broad. broad. So that day. Russell picks up Blanche from the Port Angeles Hospital, uh, where she oh. had been a patient, and oh. loaded loaded a new washing machine into his car, which was a 27 Chevy. And they start heading towards a logging camp near Forks of Twilight fame. Wait, they so ne- I'm sorry, were they were they married? Did they ha- did you say they had the same life? They, or they they are married. Yes. Okay, so this man. This king of a man is picking up his wife from the hospital with a new washer. Yes. And then they're going to go to this logging camp. Um, king. But they, but they never arrive. Oh, no. And it's like almost without a trace. There's two small traces. So authorities speculate that they missed a curve in the road going around the lake and drove right in to the lake. And then you have a washing machine in the back of the car that is helping sink and I'm imagining that car was pretty damn heavy too in the 1990s. Probably, probably a boat of a car. Yeah. And by boat, I mean wide and large and not watertight. So, um, only, <laughs> only the a... opposite of watertight, which is why it's sunk to the bottom of that fucking place. The only traces of the Warrens that they found were 
uh, a visor from their car, the 27 Chevy, and a cap of Russell's. Oh no, that's really sad. So One cap floating in the water? This is 1929. Okay. Smash cut to two, 2001. Fuck off. When Fuck all the way off. A s- historian in Port Angeles, his name is Bob uh, Casso or Queso. I like Queso actually better because mm. Queso. Bobby Cheese. Um, he had researched a ton of this and was and brought a bunch of his research going like, I, they're in there. We should find them to a Lake Crescent ranger, district ranger named Dan uh, Pontbriand. I think it's Pont Bryant is the way that it's written, but probably Pontbriand, you know. So, so we got we got cheese and a f- very French name. This is all feeling <laughs> very French. Oh, it was a <laughs> it's been a while since we've had the hohs. <laughs> so, uh, Pontbriand, and watch it be like whenever people add a uh, an accent to my name, and I'm just like, stop trying to class it up. It's, They're like, it's it. Pont Bryant. <laughs> um. Or like that uh, that British show, Keeping Up Appearances, where she's like, my name is Hyacinth Bouquet. And they're like, it's Bucket. Your last name is Bucket. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so uh, Dan Pompriant leads an 11-month-long 11, 11 investigation. And they start looking in this lake. Uh, in December of 2001, they start to find things in the lake that sort of narrow the search area. Um, mm-hmm. They found... A tire pump, a car step, the round lid from the washing machine, and a flower vase that may have been in the car. So, April 2002, they find the car. 72 years later. Shut the front door. Uh, Russell and Blanche. So, I don't think they found bodies. I didn't find any confirmation of that. But they did find the car. Uh, Russell and Blanche had two sons, left behind Aww. two sons. Uh, both of them are now deceased, but their granddaughter is 55 and Aww. is quoted in the press of, like, it's kind of great to know that we Aww. now know what like what really happened. And Dan Pompriant seems to be a stand-up dude who's like, you know, we found this and we're not going to do any more sort of investigation unless the family says they want us to. So we're not going to, like, drag, like, if they think it's shit's put to rest, then shit's put to rest. But if they want us to keep looking for remains or anything like that. He's like, we don't want to, you know, if if they think, well, they've been in this lake, like, let's let them lie. Let's not disturb the remains. So he's leaving it up to them. So did they, did they pull the car out? I think so, yeah. I mean, I'm super glad they found the car. Um, I'm glad they were, like, willing to open up the case. However, throw back to the last episode, it feels like as a society, we've put collectively more of an effort into finding the Loch Ness Monster than these people that we actually knew had got into the lake. I'm just saying, 70 plus years, I, I'm glad they did it. But man, I wonder if the, I wonder if the flower, I wonder if he had brought flowers for her because she was getting out of the hospital. Maybe, yeah, maybe like that was, that makes sense that maybe that's why they had a flower vase. But also, you know, people used to do things like that, like have like a little bit vase of flowers for your automobile. Um, so that is that is Aww. small Lake Crescent mystery Aww. number one. And it's still a mystery since the bodies have not been recovered, but it is assumed that they are in the lake and they didn't run off to start a new life or anything like that. 
uh, the the favorite of <laughs> investigators. But again, it's a lake. They're in there. there it's there. Oh, that was a real shiver shudder. Okay, mystery number. Mystery number two. two. Um, this is the mystery of the Lady of the Lake. Um, so, it is uh, the Lady of the Lake is a woman named Hallie Illingworth. So she was born Hallie Latham in she was born in 1901 in the Commonwealth Ooh. of Kentucky. <laughs> Throwback. Uh, she moved around the country a lot in her late teens up through her early 30s. Uh, you know, just sort of bouncing around. Looking she was forward. living a life, yeah, sure. And she ended up in Port Angeles near Ooh. Crescent Lake, uh, and she was working in the Lake Crescent Tavern when, and this is when she's now 35. What and by the time she's 35, woman working in the bar. Uh, by the time she was 35, she'd already been divorced twice. So now she is single. She's living in Port Angeles. She's working in this tavern. She meets Montgomery Monty Illingworth at the tavern. He is a beer truck delivery driver, and oh. he is known for being a super charming ladies' man. Hey. And uh, they get married, I think, within the year of knowing each other. They're married in 1936. Okay. However. Oh. After they get married, Hallie starts coming to work covered in bruises. Fucking. With, with broken teeth. Fucking Monty, man. And they fought loudly a lot. Police were sometimes called to break up their fights. So this oh. is like a known thing, but no one is really stepping in for poor Hallie here. Cut to, so they were married in 1936. Cut to mm-hmm. December 1937. Hallie disappears. <clears throat> Monty is immediately under suspicion, of course. Um, but he claims that she ran off with an Alaskan sailor. Well, I guess no- Alaska was not a state at that point. In 37? Yeah. When did Alaska become a state? Um, I feel like it after Hawaii. 1958. Wow, really? Alaska became the 49th. I didn't realize it was that see. late. It was signed in 58, but it didn't become a state until 59. So it was, was it technically like a territory or... Well, let's take a look. A military district of the United States under control of the federal government. So like Guam and American Samoa, that kind yep. of thing. Oh, like the District of Columbia. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. One day, one day, friends, DC statehood, one day. Um and then, so Yeah. So yeah, so it was not yet so they were like <laughs> not a not a US sailor, but an Alaskan sailor. Okay. So, ran off with an Alaskan sailor. There's no uh, proof of anything. There's no body. So, he's granted a divorce in 1938. Immediately uh, runs off to California with a roommate of Hallie's sister. No one can. This is not a visual medium. I'm flipping Katie off. Like, <laughs> it's, her, like it's her fault. What? Is Monty even his real name? Are we going to find out that's not even his real fucking name? I mean, Montgomery Illingworth, you know. It sounds fake as hell. So, three years later, in 1940, uh, some fishermen find a body in the lake. It just sort of floats on up. Uh, It's wrapped in blankets and tied with rope. Uh, And they, you know, bring it to shore. And it is, it's been three years 
perfectly preserved after all of that time. Are you going to tell the lizards how and why it was perfectly preserved? I okay, am. everyone, if you're drinking a delicious beverage, please <laughs> please put it down. If you're eating, swallow whatever you got going on and then put that down too. Bon appetit, by the way. Um, so because the water was so cold, it froze her. Mm-hmm. And then the minerals in the lake interacted with the fat in her skin mm-hmm. and turned her sin, skin to soap. And do we know what the name of that process is? Saponification. Oh. oh, oh, oh. The more you know, man. So she did not have fingers, toes, or facial features. Because you would think, like, you know, there's not a lot of fat in the nose. For the nose to be, you know, your eyes, again, also probably just sort of dissolve. Again, bon appetit. So how did they know it was her? So there are three clues that seal Monty's fate. So they bring her to shore and examiner Mm -hmm. can determine because her body's been preserved. And I mean, from our early episodes, I don't know if the lizards, hopefully you've gone back and listened. If you haven't, no shade in that game. Stick with us. Uh, But when a body's in the water, it's usually bloated. You lose a lot of the soft tissue evidence. But because she's so preserved, they even back then in 1940, they were able to tell that she'd been badly beaten and strangled. Oh, Sad. So, however, her the body type matched Hallie exactly. Her hair matched. Oh, and, she still had all her hair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so this becomes like a national. This comes in the news, like Lady of the Lake. It's very sensationalized. And a dentist in South Dakota recognizes the dental records because he had made a custom plate for Hallie's mouth oh. and was like. That is my work. So it helps with the, with the dental records to mm-hmm. uh, positively identify Hallie. Uh, so she had a particular dental plate for that a dentist in South Dakota recognized. And he tests, he would be like, he was just like, I will be an expert witness for whatever you need to do because I made that. Wow. So she also still had clothing and uh, a friend of hers recognized the clothing. Oh, but the main clue was because they immediately were just like, as soon as they're like, oh, this is Hallie, they immediately are just like, let's go get Monty. And so they extradite him from California back up to Washington. And Monty's like, wasn't me. Um, but the main clue was the rope that was tied around the body. It was a very particular type of rope that and think about this this is also 1940 where again it's just sort of like you have like i feel like people like criminals were still leaving calling cards at this point going like <laughs> i robbed this bank signed me XOXO, I'm the water and uh if you're not physically there then you get away with it that's right so the fact that they did this kind of forensics in 1940 is really impressive to me but so a very particular type of rope that was only found at sears and roebuck and <laughs> Okay. They tracked it down to the guy who bought it, who was, I found a couple of things. There's been a, a local store owner or the owner of the tavern. Oh. And they're like, hey, dude, you bought this rope. And it mm-hmm. was found around poor Hallie. And he goes, I remember lending 100 feet of rope because he used the rope to tie up boats. 
and he remembered that Monty had his truck stuck in the mud. Fucking Monty. And needed to borrow some rope. And so he gave Monty 100 feet of rope, and he said, that motherfucker never returned my rope. I was about to say, did he ever bring, since he lent it, did he ever bring that shit back? Nope. He did not. He did not. He did answer. No. No. So, Monty was convicted of second-degree murder because they determined that it was not a premeditated murder, that it was probably because he beat the shit out of her all the time, and they were fighting, and he accidentally killed her and then dumped her in the lake. So, second-degree. He was sentenced to life. Good. Served nine years. Fuck. And was paroled in 1951. Well, I, uh, that's not even close to life. And then he died in the 70s. You know what? Good. Should have been sooner. Should have been sooner. Should have been in prison. What the hell? So those are my Crescent Lake mysteries. Those are really good stories. Those are really good stories. Yep. I want to do some little baby ones. Uh, You know, not a ton of stuff. So here is, I'm going to share this with you here what Crescent Lake looks like. Oh, I was going to say, what am I looking at? The soapification? Oh, you're, you're definitely not looking no? at a soap body. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, just so I know. Besides yeah, the yeah. fact that there's bodies in the bottom of it, it's lovely. You know, there's, prob- there's probably other ones. Of course, there's a random white middle-aged dude with a fish. Yep. Oh, more uh, white. Oh, oh more up. of them. Up. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. Lizards is the kind of lake imagine the picture that we've all seen where the water is so clear and blue that it's reflecting the clouds into the water and so you if you just glanced at it you might not know which way was up on the picture like either one could be up so gorgeous those are great stories and i'm definitely not gonna sleep well tonight so cool cool, i'm so sorry it's worth it it's worth it for the lizards um yeah, I, I I had definitely heard another podcast cover in it, the Lady of the Lake, and it may have been morbid because the part that the only part that really stuck out to me that I was like, oh yeah, I've heard this before, was the soapification part because I think it was Elena got very much into detail about the process and how that happens and that it's kind of rare, but this is the deal, and it was. So interesting and horrific then, and it's still so interesting and horrific now. So do we, do we, what are they talking about, Hallie, or were they talking about another saponification person? They were talking about Hallie specifically, but I think okay. there were only a couple of other instances that she knew of that she could cite where she was like, this happened. And then really randomly, a friend brought it up over text the other day, just like, <laughs> She knows what happened. And I was like, actually, yeah, I have heard of that. It's awful. What? A, that's such a random thing. Hey, did you know? Uh, well, that, those are the kind of friends that I have. Also, speaking of the kind of friends that I have, um, call back to the last episode. I was at my mother's this weekend, and okay. I opened up the refrigerator, and what did I see? A box of Trulies. Garbage. Garbage. I'm not saying she's garbage, but that's garbage. Now, look, I get it. There's a lot of people who are gluten-free who are into the seltzers because it is a good option. Yeah. Right? Zero it's, sugar, it's, zero carbs. Yeah, it's a good option to, to beer. I get it. Um, but, like, I, I, need to, I need to have a conversation with her. 
about your body's a temple, don't put garbage in it, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, yeah. So that's so interesting. I will look up, uh, I'll look up at who covered it and, and include that in the show notes. That'd be so interesting to hear. Cause they probably have yeah. more, more details than I, if they're going to get into the science of saponification. So, uh, the, what, what I immediately thought of, uh, lizards was fight club. You know, they get the human fat to make the soap. Oh, nasty. I forgot about that. Thank you for triggering that memory as well. So if you're if you're like, how would human fat become soap? It's like, well, I mean, they did it in Fight Club. So True. you have to think that maybe the minerals in the lake acted as whatever, uh, whatever sciencey stuff that they mm-hmm. actually did in the factory in Fight Club. <laughs> sciencey and, uh, stuff. Science just, happened. And look, then we had soap. I looked up. I found out the name of the process, and I was like, "That's enough for me." <laughs> It says it all right there. Mineral minerals did something to the fats, and now Science. she's soap. Science. And end of story. Oh, okay. So, Katie, that was amazing. Thank, Thank you for you. that. Um, tell me your thoughts. But I'm thinking about doing another cult episode for our next. Fun. Week. Yeah. Okay. okay. There, there's one that was uh, in Quebec that I've been thinking about doing this. I am... We'll this get lots be, more. It's going to be a very terrible uh, thing to take out of context, but I'm always open to cults. <laughs> it's not terrible. We've discussed before. I'm sincerely impressed that neither one of us has be- been in a cult before, or maybe not one that we knew of. Anyways. Yeah, no. um, so... Lizards, thank you so much for joining us for these mini mysteries. Um, please help me solve the first mystery of why would the ginger <laughs> devil do this to me? They probably have some good theories. So, li- so lizards, come pop a bottle with us next week when MM gives us another cult story. And mm-hmm. uh, you can contact us on our Instagram. We're at Wine Times Pod on Instagram and Twitter or our personal accounts. I'm at Katie Haas. MM is at True Crime Wine 69. Thank you, as always, to Chris Hansen. You can also email us at winetimespod at gmail.com. Let us know your personal mysteries let us if you have a solution for the ginger devil doing oh, this to me personally please, please tell us uh, i mean even if it's just to say that Jin looked fire in the video <laughs> for this hot garbage song that is fine